From HR Wins, I'm George LaRock, and it's time for another HR Market Watch Future Work Podcast. When it comes to automation, artificial intelligence, and machine learning, things are happening quickly in the world of talent acquisition, maybe faster in that category of HR tech than most other areas. Recruiting is a highly transactional process, and we've long considered it inefficient. And at the same time, humans have not proven to be consistently good at hiring other humans. So it's no wonder that we've seen a lot of venture capital investment in this area and a lot of early adoption by employers, a lot of testing. And we've done a lot of learning, too, about where this tech can deliver results. But most of what we've seen has been narrowly focused on one application of this technology, chatbots and messaging, that initial candidate engagement and preliminary screening. Um, That screening is very binary. It's more like programmed logic trees. Do you have this kind of experience, yes or no, leading to one path or the other? What data are you available, uh, leading to one action or another? Uh, While this is an area we've seen a lot of focus in the world of HR, it's the equivalent of implementing a point solution. It solves a very specific problem, and it's a very narrow application. Now, when I step back and look outside of human resources and recruiting in areas that are always pushing the boundaries for innovation, places that are tied directly to strategic business goals in revenue, like sales and marketing, um, I see a lot of effort going into conversational platforms. And conversational platforms allow people to communicate with applications, websites, devices, in natural language, everyday human-like natural language, and that takes place via voice, touch, text, or gestures. For now in recruitment, we're mainly focused on text and messaging, but voice is coming at us very quickly. Now, these platforms, these conversational platforms, strike a few key points that should resonate with recruiting leaders. I found this really interesting. They improve experience, So they enable the person interacting with them to move forward in a process. That's experience. They handle a nonlinear process. So think in our world of recruiting, different candidates pursuing the same position may not only start the process from different points, maybe one from a job board, one via referral, another directly to your career site, but they also go in different directions once they get there. They they consume different content and reflect different behavior. Some may quickly express interest based on their behaviors. Others are in more of an exploratory mode. And that leads me to the next point. The systems can predict when to engage the company's resources. In our case, that would be a recruiter. Think about having your CRM, your Candidate Relationship Management system and your messaging interface tied together, prompting recruiters when to engage and giving them the right method to do so and the right message. Is it email? Is it messaging? Is it text? Is it, you know, picking up the phone? Something as archaic as that. But doing those things versus putting a wall up between the front end of the process and the actual hiring process. So extending throughout the front end of the recruiting process, enabling both the candidate and the recruiter 
Does that sound interesting to you? I, I thought it might. And today's guest is the founder and CEO of a company that has been on the journey of enabling their customers with technology and now a conversational platform with messaging and CRM combined. Listen in. I hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. Okay, Talk Push is the conversational candidate relationship management system or CRM. And Max Armbruster is the founder and CEO. Now, this is not Max's first HR technology company, it's his second recruitment software shop. Uh, so he's uh, been, it's not his first rodeo, as I like to say. He's also been a practitioner, which um, means he really understands recruiting. He's, you know, he understands the challenges. Um, he's done thousands of interviews, and uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to someone who's been on both sides of that uh, that relationship or that dynamic. Welcome, Max. Thanks, George. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, well, it's great to have you here. Um, uh, first off, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned that TalkPush is a conversational CRM, but um, why, don't we, why don't we start with um, how TalkPush was created, and then we'll get into some of the details of what it is. What, what, what brought you to start TalkPush? Okay. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was five, five years ago. So I, at the time, uh, I had already sold... Um, my or I was in the process of selling my first uh, recruitment software company, which was a traditional ATS. Okay. And I I noticed I met a, a lot of uh, big organizations like bank and telecom operators and companies that I noticed were were keeping the um, uh, the, the entrance to their career websites a little bit closed. Uh, many of them did not have an ATS, so I was selling to them, uh, but. They, they were not interested. And when I, when I was digging in uh, to why they were not interested in, in buying an ATS, it turned out that uh, they, they just didn't want to, they didn't know how to handle that huge amount of volume that would come in because uh, we were working in, in Asia and they were just worried that the huge flow of candidate that would come in would be more that they could handle. And, uh, and then uh, there were other uh, employers that were a little bit more eager to, to get candidates uh, who, who were looking for candidates who would be good at sales or customer service jobs. So for example, in Asia, we have a lot of call centers, so I would, I would meet them. And they were interested in getting solutions, uh, but the ATS solution was, was not, not what they were looking for either. They were interested in finding ways that they could engage with candidates uh, quick and easy and do a, a quick first engagement without uh, having to ask the candidates to do too much. And uh, so it was, it was um, the, the ideal solution for, for that group of buyer would have been something like uh, a video interviewing solution, like HireVue. Right. Uh, right. But, um, but they, they were... They were slow on the up. They didn't. Want, they couldn't roll this out because asking the candidates to do video interview was was asking them too much. Many people did not have the broadband internet connection or uh, or the mobile uh, connection to to allow them to do that. They didn't want to download apps, and so you know that was that was my problem. It was trying to figure out a way where what kind of solution can we build that can handle high volume, that can do quick engagements, that can be easy for candidates, uh, and that can help to 
capture their voice and find out who they are in just a, just a few minutes and a few interactions. And, and the initial product that we built, this is you know, five years ago was the first, uh, first prototype that we rolled out, uh, was a system that would call candidates over the phone and, rec and ask them a few questions over the phone, record their voice, and send that back to uh, the employer. So uh, what, you would, uh, what, what is known as an IVR. So that was the, the first product that we built. And uh, huh. well, the rest is history. I'll tell you more about it if, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's it. I didn't know that about the, uh, the IVR. So it was sort of like an uh, automated... Um, uh, outbound dialer. And uh, so there are no humans involved. It was just processing um, the responses. And, and, and I know a lot of shops in high volume environments have, have had a lot of success with that, but the, did obviously you, did, does that product or that component still exist today? Is anybody still using the IVR? Or did you uh, yeah, some people still are. I mean, okay. it's like, it's like 1% of our volume. Okay. And, okay. Um, you know, I was I was happy when we rolled this out, and customers were happy. Uh, the The total addressable market size was not massive, but you know, it was a good business on its own. Yeah. The um, the question that kept coming back was, uh, "Oh, so you guys work on the phone, but that's not how people communicate these days." Like, right? Nobody nobody does phone anymore. Everybody texts. So, what do you have for that? And, um, and I would, uh, I would of course have my objection handling. I would say, well, you know, text is nice, but voice is important because you need to be able to hear people find out about their communication skills and so on. Um, and, um, and so, you know, we were, we were just uh, doing that until, until it became possible for us to build uh, this chatbot interface. So until okay. the technology became available for developers like us to do cool stuff, uh, we were that that was our go-to, uh, and and that that sort of changed in 2016 when Facebook opened its API. Okay, okay. So so you've been uh, working with this uh, messaging and chatbot interface. Um, you know that's you know we're we're going on three years now, if not you know depending on you know we just got into 2019, so we'll say I'll say close to three years. Um, so you've had, you've seen that evolve and you've seen the adoption, um, of, of that by both candidates and employers. Um, how, tell, tell us about, you've, you told us a little bit about your customers. It sounds like they're high volume shops. Does that, is that pretty much who this product is best for, or how would you frame, you know, who your typical customer is? Um, yeah, our, our customers are high volume, um, high-volume uh, talent acquisition operations. Um, I, I mean, it's both employers and, uh, and staffing firms. Okay. And uh, we work with big names like Accenture, Walmart, Adeco, Manpower, um, to, to name the big ones. And then we have, um, we have a strong foothold in, in the call center industry as well. Um, and uh, the... You know, typically, if, if there's a situation where we can expect a few thousand candidates to come in and where conversion rates are important, the conversion from the initial contact to who gets scheduled for an interview, yeah. who gets screened, uh, who gets to meet a candidate face-to-face -face, um, or a recruiter face-to-face, -face, all of these critical steps in the front of the funnel, how can we optimize around that? 
and and then you know spending a few thousand dollars on software is uh, is a quick uh, decision because the ROI is immediate if you if you look at it from either advertising uh, standpoint so how, how much money am I putting in to get all those leads uh, or from a productivity standpoint how many recruiters do I need to handle this volume so those are the two you know the, the two ways we, we, we explain the value to to our customers and, and build the business case right right now so the um, the the chatbot where, where does the chatbot live you mentioned Facebook messenger um, where you know where else do, you know I guess trying to get at um, you know for the listener like w- what does the the product where does the product live and what exactly what role does does the chatbot play in the in the process okay yes so chatbots these days like you said 3 years old they're everywhere right you're probably sitting in your hr yes somewhere and uh, and you're talking to your bank there's a chatbot so it's you know it's important to make those distinctions um, and for us we spend a ton of time building these bots for different environments. So uh, the way to visualize this is imagine our product, which is the conversational CRM, which sits in the middle and is able to collect conversations from all the different channels. So um, a high volume recruitment operation would typically rely on job boards, employee referrals, uh, career fairs, you know, campus hiring, and um, and social media, uh, and for each of those platforms, we would have uh, we would have an interface which would engage with candidates in a conversational way. So you'd have a chatbot that would live on a website, one that would live on your Facebook page, uh, one that would live on SMS potentially, and you'd, you you might have a custom bot that would also uh, be specifically designed to to handle incoming traffic from the universities, and and we build all these different experiences for and, and interfaces for those different audiences in a way it's no, no different than you know building websites uh, when you were building websites uh, uh, for for different audiences you, uh, you you take all of them as a separate channel each each chatbot can be perceived as uh, as exactly that and then uh, we have to figure out also a way for when there's a lot of movement that happens from one channel to the next. So candidates will go from your career websites to Facebook to somewhere else. And uh, our CRM allows you to track that activity and that movement. And then to, where does the recruiter come into play? How, how does the recruiter fit into this? Um, you know, the, you've got the chat bot on all of your um, you know, properties or, or, you know, your, your channels as, as you call them. And now, um, at, at, you know, at what point does the human, uh, jump into the process? Um, we, the, the human always jumps in at some point. Uh, and that's, uh, that's one, one battle that I had to fight at the beginning, uh, to reassure people that, you know, the user, the recruiter is very much in the center is, is in control. Uh, so we, we always reinforce that message that the recruiter is in charge of the bots, not the other way around. Okay. <laughs> and, um, the, the point, the exact point at which the recruiter, uh, at which the, the human to bot interaction moves to a human to human interaction, uh, will, will vary. Um, right. they, 
there are different ways people do it. So uh, one way for, for, some, for some employers, they use the bots to ask very open-ended questions. Um, so they'll, they'll ask a question like, you know, tell me, tell me about your career aspirations or something like that. And rather than, than uh, set up some rules to automatically shortlist candidates based on that, they actually take the time to listen to every answer or to read every answer. Um, and that's, you know, that's their prerogative, right? Some people would, would want to listen to everybody. Some people would rather automate the whole thing. And so we, we, we support both. And I, I've seen, um, you know, we were, I was mentioning video interviewing before. I've seen, I've seen very large organizations that are relying on a higher view, for example, that also spend, you know, dozens or hundreds of hours listening to every recording or, you know, most recordings uh, simply because you, you never know what you're going to find. Sometimes there's, there's a, a needle in a haystack or, a diamond in the rough, uh, a really great candidate out of a pool of a thousand candidates that did not fit the criteria you were looking for exactly, but somehow shines and the personality comes through and then you decide, okay, I'm going to hire this person. So for, for these types of environments where you want to, you have an open, you know, open mind and open uh, policy on who you might be hiring, um, usually the human comes in a little bit sooner and for for environments where it's more of a clear cut you need to have these things you know black and white decision on who who's in who's out then you can automate the, the screening and then uh, you can immediately tell the candidates congratulations you've been shortlisted please schedule uh, a time to come to our office or or schedule a time for a phone interview that's automated and then the only time then the only time the the recruiter jumps in is um, is at that time is is it the first you know live person to person interview? Um, there are exceptions to those two cases, and so um, for example, if if a candidate um, complains or uses profanity, um, if you insult the chatbot, the chatbot is very sensitive and will shut up, <laughs> and will will defer back to the recruiters. So we have the system in place so that there's an alert system and we stop the conversation. And if we see uh, something like that happening, and that's happening less and less, but you know it still happens sometimes where uh, somebody gets uh, gets annoyed because um, they're talking to to a chatbot and they didn't realize it. So so there are still instances like that. Um, and, um, and if you continue the, the journey of the candidate past the first interview and into things like, um, you know, background checking or onboarding, uh, you, you may have a full candidate journey with some segments that are assisted, like uh, with the bot, and some, um, some segments that are unassisted, uh, where you need the human interaction. Right. And we... You know, you can you can foresee a, a world where, you know, a, a greater part of the process will be assisted as the technology gets better, but there will always be segments that are unassisted where the human handles everything. Yeah, so it, it sounds like you you fall into um, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but I, I view it as you know the the this technology is really augmenting a, a company's. Uh, recruiting resources. So um, it's, it's not really about replacement. It's about uh, shifting um, them into that, that critical engagement 
transaction, right? You're, you're, it, we all want our recruiters to be engaging with hiring managers and decision makers um, and coaching them through the hiring process and doing a better job of, of uh, the, uh, the intake and consulting process when we're creating openings or requisitions. And we want them to be uh, you know, engaging with candidates when it's most meaningful. And it sounds like that's that the kind of environment you're describing. Am I, am I right on that or am I off? Is yeah. That uh, you're, you're not putting uh, words in my mouth. In fact, uh, there's um, the name of our blog is augmented recruiter.com. Oh, okay. Uh, so I had not looked at your, I had not looked at your blog. Uh, <laughs> not, not too many people do. Uh, it's, it's very nerdy. <laughs> so I will now though. I will now. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's all about, yeah, for us, augmentation is exactly, uh, the driver. You know, I, I, I read a lot of science fiction and I, I love working in recruitment because I feel like that is, that is the one area where, you know, the robots will, will be, uh, the slowest to take hold in a way. So I, I have more time to prepare and get better. <laughs> Um, compared to like, you know, fields like you know, high finance, where already a majority of the work is automated in recruitment, just all, there'll, there'll be a, a human segment for as long as, as long as we're around. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about your, um, you know, your CRM, the CRM aspect of what you're doing, and the, the data that you must be um, capturing about conversions on those different channels. And, um, the kind of messaging tests that you, 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 you could be able to run in those different channels. Um, you must have, uh, you must be able to show an employer an incredible picture of, um, you know, how and when and why candidates are converting, um, based on channels and the, the, the kind of communication and whether a human jumps in at what point um, sooner or later in the process. Am I, am I getting ahead of where the product is today or is that the kind of thing that you're, you're uh, no, you're, you're like, you know, I think we're a month or two ahead of you. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> uh, in the sense that we just started uh, publishing these, uh, these bot stats. So I'm, I'm a bit of a sports fan. I, I read, uh, I read a lot about like NBA and NFL news and, I, for some reason, I was always drawn to the numbers, you know, the stats. Yep. And um, we have we have a ranking of the best bots, in, and we we have you know more than fifty of those bots living out there, representing different brands. Each brand with a different personality. Each bot with a different ecosystem, different channels, and we rank them on stuff like um, uh, bot sentiment. Uh, so how likely are people to give a, a really or how likely is it for the candidates to give a really high rating to the experience uh, or how often do they say thank you or engaged how many engagements are there uh, for each bot uh, how long is the conversation um, of course the first thing you look at is the completion rate how many of them can finish the, uh, the process uh, all of that so i have about four or five metrics i'm looking at the dashboard right now as i'm talking to you Okay. And uh, and we we publish these um, these reports now on a weekly basis and share them with our customers so that they can see they can get an idea of like how well is my bot performing compared to other bots. Uh, so that's uh, 
yeah, that's, that's, that's still, that's relatively new for us, but it's, it's uh, fun stuff. So you're, you're benchmarking across your customer base, basically with all of the, yes. the bot data. That's, that's, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's really powerful. Um, I would imagine, um, you know, I do these round tables and uh, I've got, you know, top, uh, you know, talent leaders, you know, recruiting leaders. They're, they're normally large middle size and large global enterprise shops that, that attend these. And, you know, there, there are varying opinions and, and level and comfort levels with this technology. And it's, you know, the needle's moving quickly. But, you know, everybody's still getting their head around this because they're, um, they're not coming from a place where everything was optimized and now we're moving to this. We're coming from a place where pieces were optimized um, and we still had a lot of work to do. <laughs> so um, what, what I'm getting at is that having that benchmark data would empower me as a, as a leader to, to be able to make the argument to move to a new channel with a bot or um, to change uh, the way we're engaging. Um, with our uh, with our talent, you know, via the bot, uh, because the data, you know, date, you know, it's hard to argue with a data point, but everything else is a is a, is an emotional argument around my comfort level or or uh, what we perceive a candidate's comfort level is with a with a bot. Um, I, you know, I've seen some data. Speaking of candidates, around candidate engagement, and everything that I've seen says. Um, folks are not only more comfortable with bots, but the biggest issue with one of the biggest issues with candidate experience is the feeling that, you know, the loop is never closed. I, I've, I've, you know, it's the, the old black hole and the bot really addresses that. So is, are, you know, do, would, do you, you know, do you have any insight as to, um, you know, the, the candidates sentiment on the bots? You mentioned a few people may you know, get a little annoyed with it, but, but what overall, what, you know, where, where are candidate, what's the candidate mindset around this technology? Well, of course they love the fact that they get an immediate response. They can answer, you know, you can get frequently asked questions that are answered. The, the quality of the feedback you give to candidates about the status of their application is very much dependent on the quality of uh, the usage of the CRM. You know, if if uh, if an organization doesn't know what it's going to do with the candidates, or you know, is, is a candidate is put on hold, of course, the bot's not going to be any wiser for it. So, um, you know, you can you can only expect so much, and we still need excellent human behavior in order to deliver an excellent service. And so, um, you know, the the improvement is. A, f a faster processing time. Um, we the the way we measure the sentiment. Back to this uh, to this data point is is looking at the the words uh, that the candidates are using and also if they spend a moment to rate their experience. So that that allows us to gradually, you know, month over month, improve the bots and 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 do so for every one of our customer. So it's. You know, it's an it's it's a it's a long it's going to be a long journey. But uh, we have we have a, a team of conversational designer that are just every month incrementally making those improvements, and it kind of feels like you know traveling back in time 20 years ago when people were building websites for the first time. It's it's a little bit like that right now. We've got designers who are just we we've hired designers who had never worked on chatbots before, and then we we put them on this problem of how do we improve the candidate experience? And every month we come up with new stuff. 
so it's uh it's very yeah it's fun uh, like you know some examples like we we would uh for for facebook messenger for example you can have a lot a lot more visuals you can use gifs uh, you can use videos uh, and you can immediately measure the impact of uh, adding these kinds of elements to the conversation in terms of completion rate, engagement scores. And that's the kind of experimentation that's going on. And that's making the, um, you know, that's making the bots win the war against uh, more boring static form interfaces. Huh. That's, that's interesting. Um, so uh, I've got a couple of questions for you as we, uh, as we wrap up. First off, um, uh, what's what's next uh, for Talk Push? Where where do you see uh, your product and 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 platform going? Uh, last week we released our first mobile app um, to to allow the conversation to continue in the hands of the recruiter. Uh, this mobile app allows the recruiter to. Um, just jump in at any point in time and take over from the conversation that's happening with the bots and message the candidates directly. Uh, this means that, um, you know, imagine the workflow where you have a candidate who did all this in, uh, interaction with the bot, comes to your office to do a face-to-face -face interview with the hiring manager or with the recruiter and uh, is five minutes late, for example, 10 minutes late, they can message and, uh, and the, the recruiter will be notified and they can, uh, they can connect that way. Uh, the app will also allow for conversations to happen uh, through voice, so a live conversation, uh, meaning that uh, recruiters can use the app to, to make phone calls the way they would with a, a normal phone call. Uh, but with all these conversations being recorded and transcribed and allowing for, well, transcribed when you want them to be, uh, allowing for uh, this information to be stored centrally and for the recruiters to have you know, an extension of their memory that, that can record all the conversations and, and all the facts. So mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're continuing our journey of, of building around the recruiter and giving them tools so that they can focus on what's important uh, and that's um, that's what we're excited about right now is is um, kept, you know helping them um, really enrich those conversations not just over chat but also uh, voice huh. so th that's that's really interesting because your you know your latest release your you know your newest product is actually getting pulling recruiters into the loop not you know, not the other, not keeping them out or, or, you know, it's, it's your website says something about getting candidates and recruiters talking to each other. And that's, um, that's a great intent for your, for your platform and your, and your chatbot. Um, I think a lot of folks get um, hung up on the chatbot, you know, replacing the recruiter, which um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's good to hear you um, talking about those conversions and making that, those interactions happen. Um, so, not, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, cut you off. No, thanks. I it just uh, it brought to my it brought to my my memory. You know, the experience if you're a candidate, and I haven't been a job seeker for a long time. But I remember when I sent out those resumes, it was it was frustrating because I would I spent a lot of time on a resume. I sent it out to a lot of people. I wouldn't hear back, and oftentimes I just felt like if only I could 
you know, if only I could get my message out to the right person, if they could hear me, if they could listen to me, like I, I feel like I would, I would be able to convince them that this job's for me. And that's, um, you know, it, it's the same problem that we're trying to solve, uh, but uh, through, you know, with a different set of uh, technology and tools. And we're trying to make it possible for companies that would normally have closed their doors to 90% of candidates to say, open it to everybody. Uh, the AI, uh, the tech will, will help you make sure that your recruiters are not wasting their time, but they can still talk to, potentially talk to, um, you know, that one candidate that is going to stand out that you would have missed out on otherwise. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's, that's good work to open. You're basically widening the funnel, right. Or casting a larger net. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, there's so much focus now on, um, you know, you've got the business problem. Uh, well, one business problem I should say, which is, um, you know, it's tougher and tougher to, 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 uh, attract and retain good people. Um, it's just, a, it's a numbers problem, right? It's, you know, um, lower global unemployment, record level, low global unemployment. Um, yeah. and that seems to, you know, that keeps marching on. And then another business problem or opportunity or challenge, depending on how you look at it, um, is, you know, focus on, uh, diversity and inclusion. And, you know, one of the first things, you know, you can do to address that is consider more candidates, um, and, or consider all candidates. And I, I think that's, uh, you know, so th there are other tools that you need to bring in into play that we won't get into in this conversation, but that's, um, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of good work done by Facebook. You know, the Facebook jobs, uh, platform is, is, uh, helping to, to really broaden the, you know, open the talent pool. Um, one, one piece of data that talent acquisition professionals are still stuck on and I think is a bit dated is the um, um, they're very focused on the the convert the higher rates and they they'll look at a channel like Facebook for example or social media in general um, and say well it doesn't convert as well as as a job board um, and so you know yeah I, I only hire one out of a hundred candidates for example just to just to throw a number um, but but actually, you know, th those numbers don't really matter. What what really matters is the marketing cost per hire and right. whether you have a higher quality of hires at the end. Uh, and you know, the the effort to go from a hundred candidates to one hire, that can be automated uh, to a very large degree. So I understand why it was an important metric ten years ago when you physically had to like call every candidate, you know, do the background checking and everything. But because the technology allows you to automate most of that, then this um, this shouldn't really be the the main driver when you're deciding what your channel mix is. You should you shouldn't be scared by big number scared of big numbers, and and use the technology to reach out to these new new talent pools. Right. Right. Yeah, that, those, that's a great point. The, um, uh, the cost for that marketing conversion and how that translates um, is, is something that I think gets lost when you're focused on that higher, um, that, that higher data point. Um, Max, we are uh, running out of time. Um, I, I would love uh, for you to have an opportunity to tell everybody where folks can, can take a closer look uh, at TalkPush and learn more. 
talkpush.com. We've got we've got a chatbot running on our career page. We've got a Facebook page with a chatbot. We've got a WhatsApp number with a chatbot. So you can test us out in any of those places. And um, I've been showing my, uh, my our new CRM and mobile app on a, a couple of video po podcast shows. So um, yeah, looking forward to to talk to your uh, listeners. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, all of your time and uh, all of the transparency about talk push and about the technology. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, I learned a lot. Thank you. And thanks. Thanks for HR wins. It's a, uh, it's a great show. Um, always uh, get some inspiration from, from the, the leading edge technologists you have on the show. So thank you for your, for your contributions as well. Oh, thank you. I want to thank Max Armbruster of TalkPush once again for his time and all of the information about TalkPush. And I want to thank you for your time and listening in. Now, if you'd like to be a guest on HR Market Watch, just shoot me an email to hrmw, that's hrm like market, w like watch, at hrwins.com, and we'll start the conversation there. Until next time, thanks everybody. Thanks everybody.